brought to you by great listeners just like yourselves. Go over to our Patreon page over at patreon.com forward slash baseball talk, and you can this show. Hello, everyone, and happy 4th of July weekend to you and Canada Day and wherever you happen to be in the world listening to our baseball talk radio show. How you doing, Gary Mack? Happy 4th of July, Rich. Well, you've pulled out all the special effects on that one. Excellent. Happy 4th of July to you. And the same to you, my friend. And, uh, boy, uh, now we're really getting into the nuts and bolts of the season, aren't we? 4th of July. No more doubleheaders, though. I kind of miss those holiday doubleheaders that we used to have when we were younger, you know, two for the price of one. And uh, now, in fact, the, the, the Mets are playing at 11 o'clock in the morning, and I don't understand that. Uh, I guess it must be the whole, they're in Washington, so maybe that's why the whole traffic thing for the uh, fireworks uh, there that evening, I suppose that's why they're having the game so early, but just so weird that uh, there'll be really no baseball uh, for, for me to watch. I'll have to find something. I'm supposed surprised. I'm sure that there'll be a game on somewhere, but um, just strange that my team won't be playing. Yeah, 11 o'clock in the morning, that's awfully early. I wonder if they're going to be even awake by then. That should be the breakfast special. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and you know, I might be just going to bed on a holiday weekend that late, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, we want to let our listeners know and welcome you guys back to the show. We appreciate you staying with us. I was on a little extended vacation last week, and it's great to be back talking with you. And you're well-rested, and you look good and ready to go some more. Yes, indeed. Uh, Fourth of July, as we mentioned, and if you're watching the YouTube video, please tune in. Gary had a great opening there with fireworks, the American flag blowing there in the wind. Awesome setup there. And we also want to let our listeners know that this weekend, you can sign up for MLB.TV for only $20.17 for the rest of the season. So you haven't ever done it, I suggest it. This is a pretty good sale, Gary. 20 bucks now and 17 cents, huh? $20.17. Wow. 4th of July special. I may have to give that some thought, uh, but uh, but they won't renew it that well. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, but it was $99.99 at the you know, before the day started today, but for the weekend here, we're at uh, June 30th and throughout the weekend, it will be a special price of $20.17. Even better than, I think they had a Father's Day promotion, $49 for the rest of the season. This is here only $20.17. Now the question, is that for a year? That would be, yeah, for the rest of the season. And you would also get the DVR function um, in the off season. So, say after October's games are played, 
that's uh, a long time from October to the start of the next season. But over the winter, you can tune into all of the games, your favorite teams uh, from the you know this season, 2017, all in DVR format. So you're never going to miss a game uh, in the off season. You can always review certain plays if you want to check out a certain player or something like that. So it's very useful, especially for those type of uh, things in mm-hmm. addition to the regular season. Right. Sounds good. Yes, indeed. So jump aboard that. And, uh, of course, baseball, apple pie, and mom in July 4th. It doesn't get better than this. And a lot of uh, hot weather around the country. And, of course, hot weather means baseball is flying out of the stadiums uh, faster than usual. How about that Aaron Judge? I don't think we've ever mentioned him yet on the show. Boy, that that guy is something. Uh, he's been cranking him out at a record-breaking pace. He's uh, the number one uh, vote-getter, I think, now for the All-Star game. He surpassed uh, Mike Trout, who's been injured, and uh, just doing a remarkable job and you know, he, he had a lot to do with the Yankees getting off to that 21-9 and nine start. Now, unfortunately, they're coming back to earth, but uh, he's still popping some home runs out of there, though. I think the pitches are starting to get onto him a little bit. They're not uh, pitching to him as much and uh, not giving him much to hit lately. So we'll see how that plays out in the second half. I doubt if he'll hit 27 homers. He hit 27 homers in the first half so far. I doubt if he'll double that in the second half because, as I say, the, the pitchers are going to start pitching around him, and uh, it's going to have to see. He's been showing great plate discipline, but he's going to have to keep it up now. And you know how anxious young guys get. Uh, he was hitting home runs, and, and now if they start throwing him garbage, does he uh, take the walk or does he get anxious and – you know, start to swing at stuff he wasn't swinging at in the first half. Yeah, and before he started this season, I didn't hear much about the Yankees bragging about somebody that they had in the wings like this. But, yeah, he's number 99, kind of an odd number to wear on the field, if you're, especially when you're starting to get better. Uh, but 27 home runs, as you said, and 62 RBIs already. He's really a main reason why the Yankees have, really done so well this year yeah and you know rich i don't think numbers matter anymore these guys have all these wacky numbers and and uh it used to be if you had a number like that you were going to be the first guy cut in spring training if you remember back to those days now they request those kind of numbers so i don't think you know it it uh, matters that much to these guys anymore but um you know, uh, speaking of the Yankees, uh, th- I don't know if you saw the story about the the kid that came up yesterday, and what a terrible, terrible story. Uh, first major league game, he's playing right field for the Yankees. Bottom of the first inning is a foul ball. He's running over towards the stands, and it's in the stands, and he runs into the fence. And his leg hits, they think, like an electrical box. Now, it was padding there, but uh, he uh, bounced off, grabbed his knee right away, couldn't stand up, fell to the ground, and it turns out he had an open rupture of his patella tendon, and uh, they took him, they caught him off for the field and took him to surgery. He's done for the season. 
So what a heartbreak. I mean, you, you finally get your shot in the majors, and he didn't even get a chance to bat. He just uh, went out in the bottom of the first inning and um, ran into this wall. Like, you know, I guess uh, you're a little uh, exuberant. You want to show the coaches you can play at this level and ran into the wall and, and blew his knee out. And he's gone for the season now. What a shame. Yeah, and you wouldn't think that they'd have something like that available to have a player hit uh, anywhere on the field or even in the foul area. It's amazing how these obstacles uh, become discovered sometimes. I know uh, a few years ago, uh, one of the Phillies players took a bad fall in City Field, actually, in right field. There was like a six-foot drop there on right field. Uh, and he tumbled over the right field wall and just went down onto this concrete pad they have there. If you know what I'm talking about, Gary, uh, at City. Yeah, the uh, the it juts out a little bit in right field, and it's a low wall. And it the wall goes from very high and goes down to low, like you say, about four feet or whatever, three feet. And uh, it is, it's concrete on the other side. Yeah, I don't know why they did something like that. Uh, you know, who knows? But you know the other thing I don't get, Rich? You see these guys run into the walls and stuff, and they get hurt, you know? And these walls are supposedly padded. Well, you know, that padding's obviously not working. How about putting some more padding behind it for these guys? Put a little gel foam or a memory foam or something, you know? I mean... You're paying these guys millions of dollars, and, and you want them to hustle and run hard, but they run into a wall, and a guy separates his shoulder or gets a concussion or something. Let's pad the walls. It, it can't be that much expense added to it, and uh, you know you, you could save yourself from uh, headaches with guys getting hurt. But, you know, like we've been preaching all year, the, these injuries are just ridiculous, and, and it, it's just uh, – I, I, you know, it's something that baseball's really got to look at with the injuries. I mean, there, there are those that you can't prevent. Uh, for instance, um, the Nationals just lost Trey Turner, broken wrist, uh, got hit with a pitch. Nothing you can do about that. But it's just all these other injuries, Rich. It's just it's an epidemic, and it's really you know they're so concerned about. Um, pace of play and all they're doing the games are longer than ever this year so yeah. whatever they're doing isn't working and and i'll tell you the, the you want to get up the games quicker get rid of the damn dh that'll quicken up the games immensely so uh you know maybe you ought to start thinking along those lines yes indeed well we'll have a little story about that a little later in the podcast but of course this time of year fourth of july it's generally time for the all-star break, and we will see that uh, in just about 11 days from now. And this uh, Sunday evening, actually, Gary, on ESPN, 7 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have the all-star selection show. So we'd be able to tune in and see that little broadcast, and they're going to tell us all of the all-star players for this year in 2017. Everything's a selection show now, Rich, right? <laughs> Everything's a show, yes, indeed. Uh, but, you know, it's good for the other teams as well, you know, not the popular vote. We, we know basically uh, 
who's going to be the popular vote winners because they release the numbers uh, throughout the season. But the teams that aren't doing so well, your teams like uh, the Blue Jays, the White Sox, not going to have maybe anybody voted on to the uh, – they're going to have their players announced as well. And this year I did a little research on this for the show, Gary. Uh, previous years it's been the manager of the All-Star game to pick all the uh, secondary players from other teams that didn't have a representative voted in. But apparently this year it's going to change, and the job is going to go to none other than, let's see here, MLB executive Joe Torrey is going to have the job of picking all the uh, roster decisions. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> why can't they let – you know, they, they, why do we have managers anymore? Is this what we're going to go to in the future? Teams without managers that they'll just um, – Consult an iPad to see what they should do. All right, type it in. We got first and second, one out. Uh, oh, okay, bunt. Oh, no, we don't know how to bunt. <laughs> okay, let's update that program. Well, timeout. We're getting a software update. I mean, come on. Let the manager pick it up. Why is MLB got to get their two cents into everything? Well, the exit velocity of the bunt is going to be uh... – coming up on the iPad as well. That's right. He's not a good bunt because his exit velocity is too high when he bunts the ball. That's it's nuts. It's it's just crazy. Yeah, and I guess a lot of that stems from having the manager excluded from making these decisions because they were criticized a lot. Maybe they had a, a favor to return. Uh, to another manager or something like that. Uh, and it usually was one of their own players that, that ended up in the mix as well. So there was a lot of criticism of that in the last couple of years. And it'll be interesting to see what happens now with uh, Joe Torrey. And this is, like you said, it's very odd to have an MLB executive come down and make these decisions. It's not a player or manager, it's not something that's done within the game. It's sort of the uh, overall overseer of the game. Watch, we're going to see a lot of Yankees on this because, uh, you know, he was he won a, a couple championships with the Yankees, a few championships. So uh, it, how do we know he's not as biased as the next guy? So that's I don't true. know. It's It's kind of crazy in a way. Let the manager do it. He's been, they've been doing it that way for how many years? The manager gets together with the coaches and the coaches that he selects. Hopefully, maybe he's not even going to select coaches now. Who knows? Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. This this Manfred, man, man, he, he's leaving a lot to be desired for me. I, I, I just think he's trying to get control over every aspect of the game and and you know what? So far, I think it's all backfiring. Yeah, it's amazing how much he's already done to the game. And you've had other uh, commissioners that have proposed these type of things, but never, it was just a proposal. It was pie in the sky years ago when some of these items were discussed. And now all of a sudden, uh, maybe the fact that he's, he was a practicing attorney uh, before he came on board as the commissioner, he just knows how to pass these things through and get them uh, fast-tracked, so to speak. A lot of 
baseball purist and guys like ourselves that we've been around for a while watching the game for a while we're not all happy with some of these changes and it just keeps changing so <laughs> pretty interesting yeah it's it's just it, it's it's nuts and and um you know um, but we keep going and we keep uh, talking about it and loving the game but but you know it, they could drag this whole thing down and and you know it's just nuts what they're trying to do. just let the game play out let it play so if you're not getting as many kids you're not getting as many kids the kids will come you know i, I you hear this all the time and yet there's always a bunch of guys to draft that are good athletes every year that the kids um the these tournaments uh it, that that's where I get th that gets me confused. They say kids aren't playing anymore, and yet then they complain that the pitchers are blowing their arms out because they're playing in all these tournaments and stuff, and all these different teams. Well, how can, if kids aren't playing, why do you have these many teams then? You sh I I don't know. Uh, you know, somebody can correct me. I'm sure if I'm wrong, but it it just it a lot of it, it, the stuff that they do is contradictory to me. Um, you know, you, you ball four, you, you don't have to, to do it, but yet they allow something like the designated hitter, which is another hitter, which delays the games. I, you know, people don't bunt anymore. They don't, uh, steal bases like they used to. It's just, it's, it's, it, the game isn't the same. It, it is the same in a lot of aspects. But a lot of the strategy is gone out of the game, and and they keep pulling more and more out of it. That's true. We'll have to see if, if a common ground can be found, maybe. And as you said, just some of these changes stop it already. You know. <laughs> yeah. Down. Uh, the only change I want to see is get rid of the DH. And and increase the roster. Increase the roster to twenty-seven people. That should satisfy the union. And you know what you could do? You could do what hockey does. Increase the roster to thirty, and only twenty-seven can dress. And you can pull. I mean, they kind of do that now. If you have a double header, you have an extra guy that you can dress or not dress. You, you right? You can you can probably figure what they call it now. But they do. If you have a double header, you can do that. Do that kind of thing. Increase the roster. Go to uh, uh, a 30-man. Have three guys. Most of the time, it's going to be the pitchers anyway, probably the starters. Or it's going to be a starter that didn't start and maybe a guy that's got a headache or a flu or something or other. And and this way, you're not playing with a short bench all the time. you still got a full complement of players. And, and let them mix and match it. I mean, I know that's not the traditionalist way either, but at least it's it's something that brings back some of the traditions. And and the designated hitters got to go. That's what's slowing up the games. They just don't understand it. That's true. Well, you heard it here first, the Baseball Talk Radio Show. And like we were saying, the 88th All-Star Game coming up July 11th down in Miami. It's going to be a great time to showcase that beautiful stadium down there. A lot of uh, PR going on. And of course the home run derby is the day before July 10th at 8 PM Eastern time. And I usually hang in for maybe a half hour with that. 
<laughs> yeah, about the first round. Yeah, and uh, let's see. One of the famous Marlins signed on for that. Giancarlo Stanton about a week and a half ago or so made a tweet. He announced it via tweet that, yes, he would partake in the All-Star Game uh, home run derby this year. So very good for Marlins fans down there. Well, it's his home field. He's he's kind of the face of the franchise. So he'll be uh, front and center a lot, I would imagine, that uh, week. Uh, much like David Wright was when it was up here in uh, New York a few years ago. So um, there's a name we don't hear much about, David Wright. But um, so, uh, yeah, Gene Carlos Stanton will be in it. Um, I think Cody Bellinger is going to be in it of the uh, Dodgers, or at least he was invited. I don't know if he accepted. Uh, no word on Aaron Judge yet. Uh, so that's probably what people want to see, Judge and Bellinger in it. Um, but I, you know, I think it was better when it was the national and American league because, um, then you'd have a rivalry. I mean, Bellinger and, and judge, that would be a great final, you know, mm -hmm. but they could meet in the first round and uh, not, you know, one knocks the other out. So, uh, and then you lose your whole, uh, drama for the whole thing. I, you know, we'll see. You look back to previous uh, home run derbies with Junior and uh, guys like that, and guys that are no longer in the game now, and you know they have a fun time, and can't wait to see a little bit of it myself. And of course, along with the MLB All Star Game, the Fan Fest will be running at Miami Beach Convention Center down there, July the seventh, which is a Friday, running through Tuesday, July eleventh. So. Even if you don't have tickets to the game, you can go down there to the convention center and check that out. It's planned around this uh, down in Miami coming up very shortly, right after the 4th of July holiday. And on the program here, we'll be talking all about that game, especially next week. We'll be uh, just a few days away from it. Hopefully we'll have some new things to bring up for you as well. And Gary, I found this article late this afternoon, uh, the Coast Guard uh, in the news rejecting lights where Jose Fernandez crashed on that jetty uh, in Florida outside of Miami there. Uh, they quoted here that it shouldn't have been an issue um, for the proper uh, navigation of that vessel. So again, the U.S. Coast Guard declining to install lights on a Florida jetty where Miami Marlins star Jose Fernandez crashed his boat. Well, it almost seems as if they're trying to, uh, not the Coast Guard, but whoever wanted the lights was almost uh, trying to lessen uh, Fernandez's culpability in the whole matter. And um, let's face it, he was uh, on drugs and drunk and, and hit the thing. It's a, it's a shame, but, um, you know, I don't think it's worthy of a statue with the field, but, hey, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I don't blame the Coast Guard. If they don't think you need it there, it, you know, how many people crash there? I mean, it doesn't seem like there's a lot. Just They actually have a buoy uh, that is marked with a red marker, a red lamp that signifies the end of the jetty, so to speak. So they claim that that 
should be sufficient for any boater that knows how to navigate a vessel that you know that's where your jetty ends so to speak so that was their contention all along and as you said you know i, I was listening to a, a espn university game a college pre-world series uh, just about a week ago and they were talking ad nauseum about fernandez and how you know great I'm not going to dispute how great of a person he is, and I'm going to side with you. I don't think that they're telling the whole truth a lot of the times when they're talking about him and, and giving you the reason why he actually crashed. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's out there. It came out about as far as what we know, the toxicology reports, and um, that's, uh, you know, it, that's what it is, but uh, it, it's a shame. It's it's a shame what happened, but you know it probably could have been avoided, and uh, that that's what makes it worse. So let's see. All Star Sunday down there is kicks it all off on Sunday, July 9th with the uh, Sirius XM All Star Futures game. That's always a good game for some. People that like the minor leagues, they send a few of the best players from each team down there. They get together and play an all-star futures game. And then they have, let's see, later on that afternoon is the all-star legends and celebrity softball game uh, following up that. Yeah, fun-filled day going on there, Rich. Uh, have all that stuff going on. And MLB, if you'd like to uh, have a couple more guys to uh, broadcast what they – see down there we'd be glad to uh take you up on it uh, get sure. in touch with us. yeah you get our emails <laughs> we'd be glad to go down to miami sure without a doubt i you know i mean we'll have to take a couple of days off but i think we can arrange that i think that could be possible well, let's take a short break in the program we'll come back in a moment and talk all about the schedule remaining, we'll talk about the standings. We'll talk about a lot of things on the other side of this break. We'd love to hear your comments. Please send your emails to talk at mlbthisweek.com. You can reach Gary at, Gary at baseballtalkradio.com or me, Rich, rich at baseballtalkradio.com. We'd love to hear your comments, so send them in. Subscribe to the Baseball Talk Radio Show on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, or Podomatic.com. This way, you'll never miss an episode. Gary, I think I'm going to go over to baseballtalkradio.com and listen to all the baseball talk shows there. Do you think I can cram it all in on a weekend? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's going to take you quite some time, but there's a little bit of everything there. Uh, cover uh, most of the teams and uh, Japanese baseball, fantasy baseball, all there at BaseballTalkRadio.com, the home of great baseball talk shows. And Go check it out. It's a great place. And uh, if you'd like to help us out a little bit, you can go to Patreon.com, become a sponsor of the show. Help us out. Two bucks a month, a buck a month, anything you can give it all would be gratefully appreciated and help us 
do the, more of this kind of thing, the video, and and expand our capabilities and maybe some on-the-road surprises in the summertime. So uh, that's patreon.com slash baseball talk. Give whatever you can. We'd greatly appreciate it. And this is the time of the year the spirit of giving is, is strong with everyone. So please go and uh, help us out. You're listening to BaseballPodcasts.net. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a PhD in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball PhD, a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. And we're back live talking all about baseball here. Weekly podcast talking about baseball called the Baseball Talk Radio Show. And Gary, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about the standings and all, but we have a uh, story about the slowing down of baseball first. And I'm having a little difficulty hearing you. Sorry about that. I turned my mic down and forgot to turn it back up. Uh, yeah, last Friday, Rich, there was an article in the New York Daily News, uh, June 23rd. It was uh, but written by Bill Madden, who's a well-known baseball columnist. And his article is, Strategy is Dead as MLB Games Lag On. And the, the point that he's making in this article is that the, the, the managers have no strategy now. Uh, the strategy is to wait for someone to hit a three-run home run, uh, just like Earl Weaver used to do years ago, and uh, you know hope that they can pull somebody out of the bullpen they can get people out. And the results of this, with all the visits to the mound and using all these relief pitches, is the games are lagging again. The, the, so you know they tried to do these uh, pace of play things, and they're flopping big time. It's backfiring, and and he gets into all of that. And uh, uh, last month, he, he says that Manfred, uh, Rob Manfred, baseball commission, announced the formation of a reconstituted competition committee assigned to further study measures to speed up the pace of games and to look into all the other issues with pitchers. <laughs> you know, I mean. Um, uh, you know, we talk about it all the time. We know what's slowing the game up. There's too many pitching changes, the DH, and, and commercials. I mean, that's what slows this game up. Yeah. yeah don't, a lot of it's things that aren't baseball, you know, uh, as you said, commercial breaks. Um, different things like that. But really, I'll go back to the premise that baseball never had a problem with time. We, we were never crying about it. I don't know who brought it up in the first place. Well, the games were a lot quicker in the older days. 
Um, and now they've they've gotten on stretched out in length, but a lot of it is the specialization. You never you had a pitcher going. You know, now pitchers come up, a starting pitcher, and they, they know they're going to throw five to six innings and 100 pitches, and that's it. They're out. So now you've got to bring in relief pitchers. Then there's a sixth inning guy and a seventh inning guy and an eighth inning guy and a ninth inning guy. And then what happens if you need somebody in the fifth inning? Well, then you got to suppose it long men. But you can't bring the sixth man in in the seventh because he's only used to pitching in the sixth, and you can't bring him in in the middle of the inning because he's used to starting an inning. So, I mean, you got all of these guys in specialties. And, oh, and let's not forget the lefty specialists. You got to have a lefty specialist. How about a pitcher that gets lefties and righties out? <laughs> One for the for the pair. Yes. I mean, you know, um, <laughs> It, it, it's crazy. It's just, it's nuts. And these are the things they have to look at. Never mind putting a second, a guy on second base in a, in an extra inning game. That's so stupid and so unfair. It's just, it's just unfair to even contemplate that if a, if a game goes to the 11th or 12th inning, whatever it was, they're going to stick a guy on second base where one hit he can score. I mean, how ridiculous is that's not baseball. No, that's changing the game too radically. But as you said, you know, maybe it's better strategy nowadays. The managers are trying to employ different things to keep their teams close. Um, I don't see a problem in it. I, it doesn't seem like the players are complaining about the length and time of games. The broadcasters are getting more commercial time in, if anything. And I, I don't think people are leaving the game because of that. If you ever talk to somebody about baseball and they don't happen to be a fan and ask them, you know, why don't you like baseball? And I've asked a few people that because I, I like to find out their opinions and their reasons for not watching. And they'll say most of the time it's almost like watching paint dry. They just, they can't get themselves into the relaxing atmosphere of a baseball game. They, they want to see action. They want to see like a, a football team going at one another and not just baseball as it's always been. So I don't think you're ever going to win that type of fan over. And it doesn't seem to be that much of a drop in attendance. I mean, I could be wrong, but Seems like the teams are doing pretty well to me. I it it doesn't seem like anything, and and it's certainly not a shortage of revenue. So I I don't know why uh, th this concern and this constant drum beating about pace of play. I mean, uh, again, it's like we always say: Do you want to go to a game and just get in your seats and get your hot dogs and whatever, and then it's the sixth inning already? Jeez, I only had you know my hot dog. Maybe I want to get a pretzel next. <laughs> Paid one hundred and twenty-five dollars for the seat. Yeah, twenty-two dollars to park, and took me two hours to get here in traffic. Yeah, I mean, you know, the way they want it to go, it'll take you longer to get to a game than it is to actually attend the game. So I, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's where they got to speed things up. But those concession lines. That's it. Well. We'll keep our eye on it and just uh, report 
the news as we see it for you, our listeners out there. And Gary, why don't we run through a bit of the standings here? Uh, if you want, uh, I'll take the American League. Okay. And then you uh, roll with the National. It's Boston on top in the AL East at 44 and 35. Uh, Boston maintaining that lead there a little bit. The Yankees going back and forth with them. And Tampa Bay is actually uh, four games back behind the pace. That's a bit of a surprise to me. Uh, over in the Central, it's the Cleveland Indians leading the way. The Twins are still hanging in there, only a game and a half back as we're almost at the all-star break here. And they're, they've got to be proud of themselves. I think Frank Conti might be a little proud of those twins. I'll certainly say so. He, he uh, certainly hit it right there, huh? Yes, indeed. Although, I, you know, I have been reading some tweets from Frank, and I think he might be back in Florida. I don't know if he's still covering the twins. Oh. We'll have to have him on one of these weeks. Yeah. Uh, over in the West, it's Houston Astros, uh, 54 and 26. What can you say about them? I think they're last year's Cubs rebirth uh, of the Cubs from last year, 29 and nine road record. And I'll say what I did about the Cubs last year. If the Cubs don't win the World Series, I said last year, then they're they're not doing something right. I'll say that right now in the program about the Houston Astros. If they do not win the World Series this year, there's a problem because they've they've run the table on a lot of these teams. Boy, I'll say they got a 13 and a half game lead. Just I mean, that's just think of that. That's incredible at this point in the season. 13 and a half games, and they don't look like they're slowing up at all. The only thing that could beat them is uh, injuries and fatigue. If they, they win, they may win so many games, they'll be dead tired when it gets to the playoffs. Uh, but other than that, I, I, I think you're dead on with that whole Cubs thing. I think that's their last year's Cubs and, and, uh, they're on a mission, uh, and they've been comping coming the last couple of years. We've seen it build. And then they had that slight setback last year and, but boy, they, they they're on fire this year. Yes, they are. We'll have to see if that translates into the playoffs. It's most most certainly. And over in the National League, Rich, in the National League East, the Nationals are still holding uh, tight. They got a nine-and-a-half game lead over the Atlanta Braves and a ten-and-a-half over the Mets. Um, they could be in a little bit of trouble. They just lost their shortstop, Trey Turner, the uh, very talented second year man with a busted wrist. So uh, that could uh, that could hurt that team, but they still got great pitching with Scherzer and Strasburg and, and Gio Gonzalez pitching pretty good. So uh, they're holding down that lead. They built a nice lead there, and uh, they're probably going to co- co- you know, coast in the rest of the year. Milwaukee, Rich, Milwaukee still hanging in there. They got a one-game lead over the Cubbies. And, you know, either that division is so awful or what, but, uh, you know, you got to give them kudos. They're going out and beating people at three games over 500, but they're still going out and beating people and holding the lead in that division. And um, they were four and six over their last 10 games. So uh, doing better on the road than at home too. 21 and 17 uh, at, at on the road, I should say, and 21 and 22 at home. So, 
Milwaukee's kudos to them. No matter what happens the rest of the year, they, they're building something there, apparently, and it looks like they're going to be pretty uh, good for the next few years. And out west, um, we're starting to see some fallback now by the Colorado Rockies, the Dodgers, and the Diamondbacks. The Dodgers grabbed the lead. They've got a two-and-a-half game lead over the Arizona Diamondbacks. But Colorado has lost eight in a row, Rich. And uh, they've fallen back six games out now. So this could be the beginning of the end for that team. Uh, but Arizona is still hanging in there. So uh, it could uh, come down to the Dodgers and Arizona battling it out. Yeah, Arizona with that 30-12 and 12 home record. And they, they're really pacing themselves quite well. I think there will be a team that will be buying at the all-star break. There's going to be a, a few teams that will be buying. Getting back to the Central, I'm still in shock over the Cubs and some of the moves that they've made, uh, sending uh, one of the players, Kyle Swerber, down to the minors. That was a huge move for the Cubs. I I think that was a big slap in the face for a guy that sort of really rallied back to get onto the field and play for them in a World Series. He did so well for him, and you know he's having his struggles this year, but did it was that necessary to send them down to the minors? Well, I don't know. Sometimes it is, you know. Sometimes you got to get a cold slap in the face, and uh, they certainly gave one to him, and you don't hear anything about him coming back anytime soon. So maybe I, I haven't checked to see how he's doing down there, but, you know, uh, sometimes it happens. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe they rushed him too soon. He wasn't exactly ready, and and now it's really showing as he's playing every day. Uh, Cubbies have had some problems this year. I mean, let's be honest about it. They uh, we start to see some of the petty stuff coming out now too uh, a little bit. As as we go on, you know, last year they were all gung-ho together, brothers in arms, we're going for the World Series, and now they have it. Now, you know, you wonder the little squabbles that, w- that were hidden in the past. Now they, they're making some of it public, uh, and, uh, you know, Joe Madden's got to keep an eye on this team because he could lose this team quickly. Just as quick as he, he got the team, he could lose this team, and uh, they have a lot of talent, but you you see the, the trouble what was Addison Russell got into a little trouble with the law, and uh, you know the pitches aren't pitching good, and, and Lackey's grumpy, and so um, a lot of things going on there, and this is what happens sometimes when you win. Yeah, and we even talked a little bit before the show and uh, the other day about uh, Miguel Montero being let go from that team. He had some choice words to say about his pitcher. And uh, I don't know. It, another thing, do you do you just let the guy go like that because he spoke his mind? Maybe he, he shouldn't have done it. And, but this is today's era. You, you have some microphones and some cameras in front of you, and you might have said the wrong thing. Well, I, I think it tells you something else about it uh i i I think it's uh there was more to that than meets the eye i think uh perhaps it was uh, they were afraid he'd be a cancer in the dugout or perhaps he is you know he's trying to uh 
say things and, and uh, maybe he's had some run-ins with players that we don't even know about. And this was the final straw, you know, uh, don't forget. This was a guy that they brought over. Uh, Madden brought him over and he thought he was going to be the starter. And then the, the other guy got the job and he didn't play much. And then last year uh, when they went to the world series, Ross got a lot of the attention and played, with Lester, with Lester's personal catcher, and and Montero didn't play as much, uh, and so you know. Uh, but you don't. Whatever you do, you don't sell out your teammates, and that's what he did. Um, you know, he said, "I'm going to get the blame for the runners," but he slowed it to play. You don't. You don't ever do that. Never. You never throw your pitcher under the bus. That's, I guess, a good. PR words for anybody out there, even in your own particular job, don't <laughs> go out of your way to call somebody out, especially if you're uh, not the boss. So good words of advice there from Gary Mack on the show. And Gary, one of the great things I'm looking forward to this holiday weekend is those nice uniforms they wear. They, they really pull out the real good ones for July 4th. And, uh, this year is no different numbers on the back are going to be like a uh, solid blue with a white star going through them. Uh, it's going to be nice. The uh, hats are sort of almost look denimish with a, uh, your logo going to have the flag colors of red, white, and blue in them. And I, I just, I just love for the, love that uniform stuff. Uh, yeah, and, and so do they do. MLB loves it, too, because it's uh, more uh, cash going into the, their pockets because people want to get the latest and the greatest and uh, get those hats and stuff. So uh, um, let's face it. I mean, you know, a lot of that money goes to charity, which is great, but that's why they do it. Um, they never did it in the past. The, the only thing I do have um, a complaint about with that is, Sometimes it just, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can't stand the Yankees. But to see the Yankees on, like, Father's Day with those light blue hats on, it just it was like an abomination or something. It just, uh, you know, it just doesn't work. It just, uh, you know, that's the Yankees, for Pete's sake, with their classic uniform and everything. Here they got this light blue numbers and this light blue hat they're wearing. I don't know. I just, uh, I, I don't know what you could do about it, but, um, yeah, they're nice. And the patriotic ones are really nice this year. So, um, but you know, must they change it every year? Well, I think that's just the reason that you said the MLB does make the profits and they, donate them to charity, military families, and things like that. And if you're watching the YouTube video, maybe you can see some of the offerings that they'll have. The Cubs are on there right now on our screen. But you want to make it different from the last year because you've already bought last year's hat. But I, I think it's a credit to them that they would go all out and, and do this each year because they don't really have to, but I think it's cool because I've collected a few of them myself so far. And it's just, you know, it's something nice to, uh, to have in your collection. Uh, here's some of the jerseys that uh, if you're watching a video version of the show, you can see. 
cubbies again there. Um, can't figure out how to change the team or I'd put a different one, but there's there's a little bit more. Uh, the Phillies are going to look pretty unique with a red uh, Phillies logo with some stars, red and white stars going through it. Uh, the Nationals look pretty cool. The Indians. Uh, Detroit's going to have a blue D with some white stars running through it. And let's see who else we have here. The Mariners have a nice-looking jersey as well, red, white, and blue. Mariners across the front of the jersey. So check it out. And I think I'm going to be dropping a little coins uh, to get myself something. <laughs> uh, see, they got you. <laughs> I think they made it just for me, Gary Mack, because they know uh, Rich is going to buy this, you know. We got rich on the hook, line, and sinkers. Fish, yep. He's gonna <laughs> gonna splurge. <laughs> so you'll be picking up that Phillies version of the uh, July Fourth uh, hats. I probably will. Yeah, I like I like some of the jerseys as well, but uh, they're a little pricey. I, I suggest you wait for a discount on that, as I usually do. Don't buy them before the game. Wait till after the holiday. Twenty or thirty percent off. Well, I have no trouble worrying about jerseys because uh, usually they're not big enough. So. Well, that's why I'm a hat guy. <laughs> T-shirts. Uh. Well, thanks very much for tuning in to this edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. So great to be back talking to you and. We appreciate you listening, downloading. Check us out over at the base at baseballtalkradio.com. You can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and uh, anywhere you can find great baseball talk. So, Gary, it's been nice, and we'll talk again uh, right before the All-Star game then. We certainly will. And, Rich, uh, let's, how about one more time for the holiday? Thanks for listening to the Baseball Talk Radio Show, everyone.